Hello and welcome to the Golden Astrologer podcast. This is Deb McBride and I am broadcasting from lovely Escazú, Costa Rica on the 30th of October, a Sunday in the year 2022. And as expected and spoken about many times over, Mars is now retrograde. It went retrograde at 9.26 a.m. this morning at 25 degrees of Gemini. And it will remain in retrograde until January 12th of 2023. And you're probably thinking, oh, it finally went retrograde? Oh, my goodness. Wow, all that time Deb's been talking about this? Yeah, I've been talking about this a long time, right? (laughs) And so here we are, and it's finally happened. And already I'm hearing the stories of frustration, aggravation, not being able to control something, not being able to do something, not being able to move something forward, not being able to make a project go forward, and an exhaustion, how many people want to go back to sleep? And I know it's Sunday. And so yeah, it's one of those days everybody wants to like go back and take a nap. But it has been already the barrage of comments that all relate to Mars retrograde. And of course, I hear it from everybody. Um, But, you know, they don't necessarily think of it that way. I'm always listening for that stuff. It's Mars retrograde in Gemini. So um, there's going to be comments, there's going to be stuff to talk about, there's going to be all sorts of complaints. <laughs> but, um, you know, it is already um, showing its face. And, you know, this is what we've been waiting for. This is what we've been talking about. This is what we've been expecting. So wherever the Gemini area of your chart is, you should know that that's where Mars is going retrograde or has gone retrograde and will remain so for the next few months. And, you know, we're all in this together. Nobody's isolated in this. Even if your Mars is retrograde in the 12th house, <laughs> um, we're not, you know, we, we're all in this together. And Gemini, Gemini is about talking about things and reflecting on things. So this is a great time to really step back, do that go within thing that I'm always telling you to do, and really understand what's happening. Where are you frustrated? What's causing it? If you follow it back to the root, whether it's the frustration, the exhaustion, the lack of motivation, the lack of communication, the misunderstandings, if you follow them back to their roots, you'll get some good answers. And that's what we want to do right now. If we go back and really look at where Mars is in our charts, you know, please understand that that area, whatever house it's in, is going to give you all that information. Now, I did that in my webinar. I did a webinar at the end of September. You've probably heard me talk about it a number of times. And if you're interested in receiving it, go to my website, go to book online, scroll down. It's there. You can buy it and I'll send it to you. But I am not going to go over in my podcast or on Instagram all the houses of where Mars could be retrograde in your chart. For that, you need the webinar. So, or you need a copy of your chart and you need to kind of look at it. Now, of course, I look at my chart all the time and I look at everybody else's chart all the time. So I'm keying in whenever people come to me now to where that Mars is going retrograde and what's a value for the person. And, you know, there is value in Mars retrograde. Otherwise, we wouldn't have it go retrograde. There's, we have to see the value in this. We have to see where the roots of these things are coming from and we have to solve them so that we're not stuck. And, 
it's important to reflect and look back and see where Mars can be doing these things in your chart so that you can see if a planet is involved, if it's affecting your Mars, if and where it is and who it's talking to. And we know in the sky it's talking to Neptune, but um, it's a big deal. You know, this is the first time Mars has gone retrograde in two years. Um, last time it was in Aries, its own sign. And it got really mixed up in that COVID cluster of planets in Capricorn. So we're now looking at something very different, but there's, there's reflections to other Mars retrogrades. And one of the things I noticed was that the one in 2016 that happened in Sagittarius at 8 degrees Sagittarius, it went retrograde at 8 degrees Sagittarius, and this one is going direct at 8 degrees Gemini. So think back to 2016, because that is something that you want to pay attention to. Whatever was going on then, what's got to, uh, got to some information about now, the two of them are related. So we'll see more of that probably in January. But for the meantime, keep that in the file cabinet of your mind and think back to that of uh, April 2016 and into the end of June. And so we are, you know... C- you know, looking at this state of Mars retrograde and where it's going to affect us and how it's going to affect us. And there's always going to be the unexpected. There's always going to be places where we didn't expect Mars to go retrograde. Um, so for example, it's Gemini, right? Je- Gemini's siblings, Gemini's neighbors, Gemini's the neighborhood. And one of my neighbors said something the other day, something revelatory about his life that I knew, but we hadn't discussed. And so he finally said something about this. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. It's the neighbor. (laughs) He's also a friend, but it's the neighbor. And he said something and it was very honest and revelatory. So I thought, here it is. This is already Mars retrograde bringing the truth out. And it's so important for us to look at where those little things are happening. You know, it's very... It's very interesting and noticeable if you pay attention. And so we stay very close to ourselves. And by that, I mean, stay connected to your spirit, stay connected to your emotions, your feelings. Where do you feel triggered? Mars is triggers. And where can you not react the way you normally would? Where can you change the shape of the reaction in your life to whatever might trigger you? It's complicated. Mars retrograde is never simple. You know, it, it's not like Mercury. Mercury can be complicated. Don't get me wrong. And we know that. But especially that last one. Oof. Um, but Mars is only once every two years. And it's the least frequent. You know, Venus would be the second least frequent every year and a half. The outer planets go every year. Jupiter on out every year. First months. Mercury three, four times a year. And Venus and Mars the least. And so it's like a special occasion when this happens, and we really do need to pay attention to where this is affecting our life. Now, if there is frustration and aggravation and you just want it to be over, well, then you just have to do what you need to do, get the project done, and, you know, make it go away. Um, There's no way that you're going to be able to um, solve certain matters by force because that's not the way to do things now 
And so Mars retrograde teaches us a whole lot of patience. So that's a virtue, right? <laughs> um, that's something that's a virtue. And Mars retrograde gives us the, the moment to really see the value in a variety of things, and patience is one of them. And there are places that are asking us, places in our lives that are asking us to step back and review before we act or speak. And thinking before we speak is a big one here because it's in Gemini. So I experience these things. You know, for me, it's my 10th house. And it's about career and vocation and authority and, and all that stuff and my own authority. But also, Mars retrograde asks us to see where the holes in our confidence is, the holes in our ability to take action. And maybe we can't take big action until January, but we want to take some action or be aware of where we can take action once that all you know, sorts itself out. And the action we take, we want it to be good. We want it to be good action that's um, meaningful. And, you know, it's not like we're going to all roll over and go back to sleep, which we, I'm sure we'd like to. Some people today did <laughs> or wanted to. And um, it's interesting because Mars is, you know, where we... We have to keep going every day. We have to get out of bed. We have to make breakfast. Some people have to send their kids to school. Some people have to get to work and drive the car. And it's all about, you know, moving. We've got to keep moving. But there's a place to take meaningful action, you know, when we need to in these times of the retrograde. Sometimes we have to do what we've got to do no matter what. Um, and... It also asks us to be a little more creative about how we take action during this time. There's times of taking covert action, times when you assert yourself, but in a backdoor way. And it doesn't mean going in and robbing somebody's house, of course, but not that, not that my listeners do those things, but, um, <laughs> um, you know, when you have to go through the back door to get what you need, because it's the only way. And sometimes that's what Mars retrograde teaches us. And it's not a bad thing. It's just, it's just the way you have to handle it. You can't go like right in, can't go like right in and bang into somebody's front door and say, you have to listen to me. Da, da, da. No, that doesn't work. Um, but there are some things that uh, profoundly bring up ways of handling stuff in a different manner. And it, it, it speaks to our creativity and our thought process. So, more on that. We're going to be talking about this for a long time. So in the meantime, Mercury is in Scorpio. Mercury went into Scorpio yesterday afternoon, 3.22 p.m. Eastern time. That means that the Sun, Venus, and Mercury are now all in Scorpio. And there is this, you know, gathering of planets in Scorpio. And Mercury just did this yesterday, so it wasn't part of the eclipse. But they will be part, Mercury, Venus, and of course the Sun, will be part of the second eclipse on November 8th. And this is a lot of passion, a lot of intensity, a lot of deep thinking. And also, again, so now Mars retrograde is in Gemini, ruled by a Mercury that is in Scorpio. So it's, it's a dynamic it's what we call mutual reception. And so even though Mars is the traditional ruler of Scorpio and not the modern ruler of Scorpio, 
Mercury is in Mars's sign and Mars is in Mercury's sign. So our exchange of words needs to be clean, squeaky clean energy, and it needs to be thought out and presented in a way that's palatable and not aggressive, okay? And it's not a good time to talk about people behind their backs, behind the back door, you know, it is a good time to solve deep problems. This is great for solving problems and for strategies. So if you've got strategies you need to work out, if you've got problems you need to like map out, things you need to fix, this is great for that. You know, it's really good. And Mercury really gets the intensity. Maybe your meditations will get more intense. Maybe your writing gets deeper. Maybe your speaking is heard better. That's all good. That's all good. Maybe you're a singer and your your vocalizing gets deeper and better and more sensitive and emotional. That's great. These are all good ways of using this energy. In the meantime, there was an eclipse on Tuesday. And how was that for everybody? Um, a lot came forward because of the Venus with with the eclipse. There were things with relationships. But I also told people the other day on Instagram that it's the, you know, that was a releasing eclipse, right? So this is a, this was about letting go of things out the south node door, letting go of things, but especially narratives that no longer suit us around relationships and money. And money was a big one. Venus and Scorpio, Venus doesn't love to be in Scorpio, but you know, as far as money is concerned, she is there for the acumen, you know, the, the business acumen. And when Venus and Scorpio is at the eclipse point, you can bet that there's lots of releasing to be done around narratives that have to do with other people in our lives and our finances. And I definitely did a ritual to release old narratives around my finances. And I invite you to do the same. Um, it's still very active. Venus is still in Scorpio. And the energy of the eclipse does not go away for a few weeks because we have another eclipse. And then we have, you know, the, the new moon that will kick out the eclipse um, on the other side of them in November. So that's a whole other process, but I invite you to think about where you can release the narratives around money. And when I say narratives, I mean the things you tell yourself. You know how people say things like money's dirty or so-and-so is filthy rich? Get the dirt out of the money. Get the dirt out of the money. Money is not dirty. It's not filthy. It's not unclean. The more we say that, it's, you know, you could say, oh, it's just a, a saying. It's not. If you believe it and you've believed it your whole life, let it go. Okay? That's not something we want to carry around with us. Because if I'm telling you to have squeaky clean energy and you want to have good clean energy, you don't want to, you're going to say, oh, well, something's dirty. I don't want that in my life. And if you're thinking filthy rich, that's not you know, happily rich, happily wealthy, beautifully wealthy. Think of it that way. Release the narratives around money. We have them from society, from family, from everywhere. So look at them. This is what I mean about being close to yourself. Listen to your dialogue. Listen to your internal dialogue, Scorpio, and listen to the dialogue you share with others. Or you're just talking to yourself around the house or writing in your journal. Be very aware of this dialogue. It's very important. 
to release old dialogues, old narratives, extraordinarily important. Very powerful. Very powerful, especially with a Scorpio eclipse. Ah, so much, so much going on. So much of a week. I think this past week was intense. Um, I spoke last week at length about Jupiter going back into Pisces, which it did on Friday. It's been one challenge after another with a lot of these things. The eclipse energies are always intense and planets changing signs during eclipses are always very powerful. It's always more energy into the mix, into the mixing bowl. And Mercury right now is at the point as I speak of the eclipse. So Mercury's at two degrees Scorpio, one minute, and it is at the point of the eclipse. And this is you know, triggering the eclipse only a few days later. So release, and here I am talking about releasing narratives around money after I did that on Tuesday, right? Right, that's how this works. It's a recurrence. Um, so there's other stuff going on. Now, uh, The <laughs> Venus is in Scorpio, and that means she is going to be opposite planets and things in Taurus. And so she's going to go to that south node, She's going to go to that south node in a few days. The south node is at 13 degrees. And Venus right now is at 9. And she will come to the south node on between Wednesday and Thursday. And she'll be, she'll, yeah, she'll really be there Wednesday. And so she's going to be revving up to go to that south node. And so what do we know about that? We know a few things. First of all, Venus to the south node is releasing old narratives, again, about money <laughs> and about relationships that no longer serve us, okay? The other thing is be very careful. South node, Venus at the south node is ooh la la. It's really, you know, where our appetites get turned on. And whether that is your appetite for food or your appetite for carnal things or your appetite for money, all of it gets jacked up when Venus goes to the south node. Now, old habits die hard at the south node. They're in Scorpio. It's like, and like last week I mentioned my former teacher's expression of the first sip of the second martini. Um, there you go. And hilarious enough, so here's an anecdote. Friday afternoon, this past Friday, I went into the supermarket with two of my friends because we were going to have a little cookout Friday evening because the weather's getting better here. And I have a Mexican ceramic grill. So we had this really nice little cookout on Friday night. But we went to the grocery store. We walk in the grocery store, and what are they pushing in samples? They're always giving out samples at the grocery store. They... <laughs> <laughs> tequila. As soon as you walk in, they have samples of tequila. <laughs> so I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this. And so like you walk in, they're like, oh my God. So my, I don't drink. So because alcohol just doesn't agree with me. But um, my one friend took it, sipped it, went, no, nah, I don't want this. And the, the woman poured three little half shots or quarter shots, baby shots of tequila, you know, those little cups. My one friend drank it, and then he wound up drinking the other two. <laughs> and he's like, well, shopping is going to be very interesting right now. <laughs> and he is the moon in Scorpio. So <laughs> it was, and then we're walking through the store, and... 
they're giving out at the other end of the store near the produce aisle. They've got coffee made and they're giving whiskey shots in the coffee. <laughs> you know, not real shots, but tiny shots in the coffee. So like either way, they've got you coming or going. You, <laughs> you can have whiskey. You can have to kill. You're going to be completely crocked in the supermarket. And you're like, what did I come here for? Did I bring a list? Oh, wow. I better not walk out without the paper towels. You know, it, it was it was really pretty hilarious. <laughs> it's like talk about overindulgence um and jupiter going back into pisces right so that can be wherever jupiter is there might be overindulgence so so you know there it is but but that was pretty hilarious so we walked in and they were just like handing out beverages i said and then my one friend that refused the tequila said you know what um the supermarket here, Auto Mercado, they often have good deals on wine and stuff on Friday afternoons, which I had no idea. I try to, you know, go Tuesday morning or something like that. I never, I don't really go to the supermarket Friday afternoons, but they've got the party started. They've got the weekend party started already at 3 p.m. at the supermarket in Costa Rica. And I'm like, this is not something I knew about. How about that? <laughs> so um, it was pretty hilarious. And so, as we get Venus past the South Node, she's going to oppose Uranus. And that's going to be Saturday the 5th. And so, remember that Uranus and Saturn, even though it's been almost a month, um, Uranus and Saturn are going to be still very close to one another. And Saturn went direct, right? You know, so Saturn went direct and... That whole Saturn going direct thing was um, still at 18 degrees. And Uranus went back to 17. And so they're still very close to each other. So when Venus opposes Uranus, she's then not long after, and that will be Sunday when we meet again on the 6th, she's going to be squaring Saturn. So she's in between the Saturn, the Uranus and Saturn zone. And so on the one hand, she's going to be triggering all of the things that are in that duality, the Saturn, you know, playing it safe, the Uranus taking risk, the Saturn asking us to be responsible, the Uranus like shirking responsibilities, the, the back and forth between that Venus will come in and trigger that. And then of course, that's going to affect relationships. <laughs> so, and money. So, um, if you're, and more, I think relationships because of the Venus Uranus, you know, I want my freedom versus us Venus Saturn. I want to be committed. I want to be engaged. I want to get married. Why aren't we getting married? When are we getting married? I want my freedom. And so the polarities of freedom and independence versus commitment and responsibility will be highlighted in Venus's journey between those two planets on next Saturday and Sunday. And so we pay attention to that and see where that manifests in your life as Venus is in Scorpio, not her favorite sign. So I think it's going to be a very interesting time with Miss Venus, goddess, and she is in the time of the dark goddess. And I'm getting all these emails from all the goddess websites about, you know, the the time of the dark goddess and here we are, tomorrow's Halloween and and then, you know, the experience of witchiness and Escazú where I live is the um, 
the city of the Bruja. And on the police cars, I've probably said this before on this podcast, the police cars have a picture of a witch on a broom. And there are restaurants with this logo. And there's like lots of Brujas around here. Like the restaurant is like Posada de las Brujas. And and there's, there's all about the city of witches because they say witches lived here many years ago. I'm tending to believe, and from articles I've read, it's really shamans and herbalists, okay? Of course, they're calling them witches because they called in spirit and they used medicinal herbs. And so they, those were probably people from, you know, indigenous cultures that were here for many years, well before um, us expats came, right, to Eskazu, and they built them all here. Um, <laughs> but it remains the city of Las Brujas. So... Um, this is a you know the witchy time of year and so I see a lot of witchy stuff going on and in my emails not from Escazu I'm seeing things about embracing the dark goddess and that's what Venus and Scorpio is about um, you don't have to embrace your inner witch so much as connect with what is you know I want to say dark and what I mean by dark is not you know underhanded and mean it's hidden what we're not necessarily opening to and and showing as our face. And, you know, obviously Scorpio is always noted as a sexual sign. Venus and Scorpio can be very sexy. And when we talk about Venus as dark goddess, she could be very, very sexy and very powerful. And sometimes, especially women, we're not always encouraged to show that side of ourselves. That's why it's dark. And it is just not necessarily shunned by society. It may be shunned by our own upbringing, you know, whatever that is, religion, parents, family, grandparents, culture. Um, and so, uh, you know, all of us, men and women alike, no matter who we are, should embrace at this time of year those deeper, more powerful qualities. Sometimes when a person is very sexual, they're very powerful and because they're comfortable with those things. And that's the idea of Scorpio. We want to become more comfortable with those qualities. So they're not dark anymore. So they're brought out into the light and we own them and we take responsibility for them. And it doesn't have to even be those things. It doesn't even have to be sexuality. It could be some part of our, our character that maybe it wasn't encouraged for us to, you know, Mercury's in Scorpio, speak up, you know, maybe it wasn't encouraged for us to speak up or speak our mind growing up, but it you know, oh, I spoke up. Ooh, wow, that felt good. Yeah, because the darker qualities of Scorpio are encouraging us to embrace them and to be, make them conscious because a lot of times they're unconscious. So this is a time when we all get to go into the transformative quality of Scorpio and embrace what is, you know, whatever is holding us back from owning our power. We talked about this in my coaching certification group the other day. We were talking about um, owning our power. What is it that's stopping us from completely owning our power? Is it belief in ourselves? Is it uh, some confidence thing? What is it? And face it, own it, and let it go because you want to own your power. You don't want to stop yourself. And that's part of being in the Scorpio energy is like 
is that power, that power we have. And it's may we all discover something new about ourselves during the time of the Scorpio eclipses and the Scorpio month. And hopefully we can all, um, you know, embrace our power in a very new and deep way. There's always more layers to it, always more layers to it. So then, you know, as Venus goes through her connections to Uranus and then Saturn, she makes her way um, to the point where she's going to be involved in the eclipse. Again, a little further away than she was this other time. But the eclipse is Tuesday the 8th. We're going to talk more about that next Sunday. But there will be Venus, the Sun, and Mercury all in Scorpio. And the Moon will be in Taurus with Uranus. And right at the eclipse and then eventually square Saturn. So there is a very deep uh, dynamic going on during that eclipse. And here comes the rain. Um, a very deep dynamic between you know, the, the whole eclipse, the lunar eclipse, and the dynamic of Saturn and Uranus, just the way we're going to be experiencing Venus and her dynamic on Saturday with Uranus and then Sunday with Saturn. So this is something to look out for, pay attention to, because we're going to be dealing with these dynamics for, you know, a bunch of days, at least this next week and a half. And what is the moon up to? Right now, the moon is approaching Pluto. It's in Capricorn. Tomorrow, the moon will go void at 11.14 a.m. Eastern time. It will go into Aquarius 11.43 a.m. Eastern time, and that's only about a half an hour void moon. It will be in Aquarius Tuesday the 1st. It's November, folks. Can you believe it? It's November. We're in the end of the year. November 1st is Tuesday, the moon will be in Aquarius, and Wednesday it will be in Aquarius, and then it will go void 7.08 a.m. Eastern Time in Aquarius on Wednesday the 2nd, and then go into Pisces at 2.46 p.m. So there's a bunch of hours of void there in Aquarius. Tuesday here is All Souls Day. It is a big deal in Costa Rica because it is when we speak to the ancestors. And it is a great time to be talking to your ancestors when we go into this dark period of Scorpio. It's the time to, you know, Scorpio also rules the house of death and transformation. So we can talk to those who have passed on our ancestors who, um, you know, ask them for our help, ask them for help for us, ask them for... Uh, for their help for us and ask them to be present with us and ask them for, you know, if they have anything to reveal to us. Moon is going to be in Pisces the rest of Wednesday into Thursday. On Friday, it will go void uh, conjunct Jupiter at the end of Pisces, 6.05 p.m., and then go into Aries an hour later at 7.07 p.m. and be in Aries all weekend, fr uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It will go void at 5.30 p.m., Eastern time and be void the rest of Sunday. So, and then enter Taurus, you know, in the wee hours if you live in Eastern time. Um, and of course, it's next weekend, daylight savings time ends. So I will no longer be two hours away from Eastern time. I'll be one hour away from Eastern time. And that's it. It's about embracing the darkness, embracing the dark goddess, embracing the witchy side, embracing the ancestors, asking them for help, um, and embracing all the eclipse has shown us and releasing the narratives we have around money and around relationships. 
And it is always about Mars retrograde for the next two and a half months. And now that he's retrograde today, we just say, okay, what is, what have I got to learn from this? And that's the best way of approaching this. Get excited about all the good things you're going to learn from Mars retrograde and say, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to gain some knowledge and some wisdom from this. And there's always that. I have to say I gained a lot from the last Mars retrograde and I hope to gain a whole lot more this time. So on that note, I thank you all for listening. Again, the Mars Retrograde webinar is available. You can go to my website. I also advertise it on stories with links. Um, my website is thegoldenastrologer.com. My podcast, as you know, is The Golden Astrologer. And I am on Instagram, The Golden Astrologer, all the time. And I'll be giving daily updates on what's going on. And if you look at my Instagram, the videos are all the, you know, astrology updates and then some of those are in stories and posts but the stories are often about offers so if there's something I'm having a sale on and there's two more days there's today and tomorrow if you want to get a free alchemy card reading you book a Reiki session I know like what do they have to do with each other but it's if you book a Reiki session you get a free alchemy card reading so that's the October special coming to an end on Tuesday the first happy Halloween Happy All Saints Day, All Souls Day. Blessings to the ancestors and blessings to all of you for listening. Thank you and gratitude.